0: Welcome to another episode of On The Narrow, and we will be exploring worship. Uh, In a few moments, I really want us to, to look at the heart of the Father when it comes to worship. Worship is our daily expression, our communion and fellowship with our Creator, crying out one thing, Jesus, you are worthy, crying out this, you are enough. Our worship is our expression and our yearning and our groaning for the courts of the Lord. Our worship is our divine right to access our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and pull on the heartstrings of the Father as He pulls on ours. The Lord is constantly stood with open arms looking for His children, you and I his sheep to cry out to him and demand more of him because he is enough. You know, oftentimes in in a church setting or in a worship experience or worship night, um, we we go because we want to hear our favorite songs and we are so moved by our feelings and emotions because this song really hit the spot. But I, I challenge you today and I implore you to seek for the greater thing To seek for the greater thing which is found in Jesus Christ himself. You know, scripture says, better is one day in his presence in the courts of the Lord than a thousand elsewhere. That means something. That being in the presence of the Lord, even if it's just for a few moments, can be the most life-changing experience or even an encounter that will mark you for a generation and years to come and this is where the lord would have us be you know we come into these courts with thanksgiving and we go into the gates and the courts of the lord with praise but i say this to you today past the gate past the veil there is a deeper place of intimacy where we can experience the lord in the holy of holies you know when jesus christ died on the cross of calvary Um, He he did it for, for, for one reason, for you and I. You know, we were meant to be the ones nailed to the tree. But by virtue and the beauty and the grace and the sacrifice of the blood of Jesus Christ, he took it upon himself that we might have salvation, that we might live and have eternal life. But something happened when the Lord died and said, it is finished scripture says the heavens and the earth shook at that moment and you can just imagine as well scripture is also very clear that the veil in the temple was torn in two and what does that signify in the old testament you know you'd have the high priest that would take all the sacrifice he tie a bell around his ankle and he'd take the sacrifices from all the people for the wrong that they've done for the sin And they needed blood of the bulls and rams to cover the sin, the multitude of sins. So the high priest would go into the temple and make petition and intercede on behalf of the people. And there was a regular sacrifice because every time you messed up, you'd have to essentially sacrifice an animal. Jesus Christ did this. He became the ultimate sacrifice. He became the one that was nailed to the tree and paid by blood. A price was paid by blood for you and I. And he became our high priest, daily making intercession for you and I. He is the ultimate high priest that makes intercession for for all of us. So this is the point. When the veil was torn, We didn't need a mediator in man or another high priest. He became the bridge. So you and I could boldly go before the throne of the most high God and literally bow and lay our heads before him and say, Lord, you are worthy. But this is the challenge we have as believers. Oftentimes, we don't recognize that there is a king behind the veil. We don't recognize that behind the veil, there is a lamb that is sat upon the throne and his name is Yahweh. Oftentimes we don't recognize that the deliverance and the healing that we're looking for is found in Jesus Christ. But if we just press a bit longer in our moments where we are alone and seeking his face in a secret place, if we just go the extra 30 minutes, if we just go the extra 10 minutes and press in until we feel the tangible presence of the Lord, That is really where we find our healing, our deliverance, our breakthrough. It's where he teaches us. It's where he chastises us. It's where he loves on us. It's where he refines us by fire. It's it's where he purifies us until we are refined like gold. And, And this is where the Lord would have us be. You know, oftentimes, you know, we, we come into our gatherings and, and we we are expectant a bit, but we don't really think it's going to be a life-changing experience. I submit this to you and I say this. The Lord wants that every time you encounter him, whether on your own, in your room, in a church setting, wherever you are, he wants to ensure that you experience him every single time you meet with him. The Lord is often waiting for us to fellowship and have communion with him. He wants it that you abide in him as he abides in you. And this is the daily call that we have as believers. This is our mandate. This is the mission statement of the believer. And it's one thing that we worship him in spirit and in truth. You know, Jesus spoke to a woman at the well in the book of John and she knew a worship in one way it was legalistic it was how they've always done it it was very cultural and jesus christ says uh, you know a, a day is coming and the time is now that, that the true believers you and i will worship him in spirit and in truth and this is what the lord is looking for you know we are often so quick to to search for the next song you Now if i hear this song in the setting that's going to bang for me and it's going to be an amazing encounter. Or or if this person sings in this way, then it's going to really move me. But there is more. You don't have to wait for your next favourite song to encounter the Lord. There is more. You don't have to wait for your favourite worship leader to meet with the Lord and have that intimacy there is more you don't, you don't have to wait for for the right lighting and the smoke machines or whatever you'd have it in in today's sort of, sort of modern day church setting. we don't have to wait for these things to encounter the Lord. The Lord is pulling on your heart and asking you for intimacy, communion and fellowship that will literally blow your mind. It's the king behind the veil but it's a process. Oftentimes, you may be in his presence for 10 minutes and you close your Bible and you you leave. Some may hunger and thirst and you may press on. Sometimes it could be 45 minutes. Sometimes it could even be two hours. And so you, you suddenly feel a rush of his presence in your room through worship, through the reading of the word, through meditation, in any way, shape or form. It's all worship and reverence to the one who is worthy. And I really want to submit this to you today. Press in to the deep as deep calls on to deep. It says in scripture, we are hungry and thirsty, not for a thing, but for the king. We are hungry and thirsty for him each and every single day. That is our heart's cry because we groan and yearn for the courts of the Lord. This is what we desire each and every single day. And I, I just want to submit this to you as I conclude, you know, you know, the Lord is in the business of inviting us into himself. You read all the way from Genesis, all the way to Revelations, even in the book of Revelations, we, we see as well. Listen, if, if you know, behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone, you know, opens up, we will come into him and dine with him and live in him. And, and that's where the fellowship and the communion really begins. The Songs of Solomon makes it very clear and it says, come away with me. The Lord invites every single one of us to a place of intimacy and fellowship that we can't fathom. It's the king behind the veil. And really, I just want to read this very quickly. 2 Chronicles chapter 29, Hezekiah is tasked um, at the reformation of the temple. You know, there, there was so much going on in the temple and, and the, pre, the Lord wanted to restore his manifest presence in the temple, but it needed restoration. And this verse stood out to me. Verse eleven, Second 2 Chronicles 29, 11 says, "'My sons, do not be negligent now, "'for the Lord has chosen you to stand before him, "'to serve him, and that you should minister to him "'and burn incense.'" In a few words, that is the call of every believer. You are chosen to stand before the King of Kings every moment of the day and worship him and minister to him and to sing praises to his name. This is our number one call before anything else, before the evangelism, which is a mandate and we've been instructed to do so, before the ministries, before the microphone, before the YouTube videos, before the Instagram posts and the great captions and the tweets, our mandate is this, to stand before him because we have been chosen. I say again, our mandate is this to stand before the King of Kings. Why? Because you've been chosen even before you were formed in your mother's womb. He knew you even in your mother's womb. Two, because he longs for your fellowship. He longs for your heart. He wants you. And three, because we have been called to minister to the Lord. Before you minister to any man, and our assignment is to minister to the most high God. So I really wanna encourage every single one of you today, you know, Jesus is in the business of of fellowship. He's a loving father and he's looking for a bride that is in love with the bridegroom. He is the bridegroom, as well as the captain of our salvation, as well as a king and the Lord of all. And and today, if if perhaps you're struggling to, to get to the next step, you know, you do half an hour, like. You may not feel anything, you know, but I implore you to get deeper, to get deeper. The veil was torn for you and I. That's why he came. The veil was torn that we may come boldly before the throne. Sometimes we're heavy. Sometimes we're empty. Sometimes we feel guilty and condemned. Go to the king of kings. Go behind the veil into the holy of holies. Where great, miraculous, and precious things happen in that place. So be encouraged next time, perhaps you're in, in a worship setting, or more importantly, when you're in the secret place alone trying to figure this whole thing out. I implore you to try this open scripture, ready your heart, and really believe that He will touch you. Really believe that you're going to have an encounter. Really believe that he will transform you and renew your mind from all the things that are happening on the earth and all the troubles of life. Really believe that he wants to hug you and hold you and speak to you. Really believe in your heart and don't look at the clock. Don't look at time. Open your heart and say, Lord, I'm ready for you today. I need fresh bread. I need your word today. I need you to sustain me. I need you to help me. I need you to heal me. I need you. Why? Because I love you and I know you love me. And as often as you try that, as often as you implement this as a daily, daily routine, in fact, it's beyond a routine, it then becomes our life. Be still before him and listen to what he says. So be blessed, be encouraged today. and, And I pray that you have great and amazing encounters in the secret place of the Most High God where he resides and he's waiting for you to encounter him. So be blessed in Jesus' name. Amen.